Here we go, here we go, here we go, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, flying squirrels. I've used that introduction before, but pay it no mind. Brian, Alex, Nick here, episode five of the Grassy Knoll. We've got a burner. Uh, the gang sat down with Alex Burns, our favorite candle maker and practicing witch. Did I say that right, Brian? Yeah, that is correct. Okay, that is correct. I didn't want to. I didn't want to mess that up. Uh, great conversation with her. Uh, she, just like us, is from Eastern Kentucky. Grew up in the mountains, so had a fun conversation talking about some of the superstitions that that we all grew up around. Stuff that your grandparents tell you. What uh, what did I miss, Brian? Um, well, I thought it was really cool that she goes over like some of the common misconceptions of like witchcraft and you know media portrayals and you know that kind of stuff but she also goes over uh, a few really interesting things like getting in over your head on some of this kind of stuff like and that really kind of go, like we were saying and you guys will see in the conversation that goes with anything in life you know you have to know what you're doing before you kind of go into it full on the one thing that she said that resonates with me is that TikTok is of the devil. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't even have a TikTok, but... I've, I will never. <laughs> yeah, so we enjoyed the conversation. Do not want to ruin it any more than we already have. Take a listen. Let us know what you guys think. So, Alex, yeah. where do you, you live? Um, I am living in Lexington, Kentucky now, but I'm from Paintsville originally. You're from Paintsville. Okay. So I'm sure Brian's already told you we're all from, we live in and around Lexington now and we're all from Prestonsburg. Yeah. 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 Eastern Kentucky. Team 606, you know. Yeah. 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 We have to take care of each other. That's right. Um, so... Alex, you want to tell us a little bit about what you do? Sure. So um, I guess I could be called a witch. I kind of play it up on the Internet as, uh, you know, everybody shows a little exaggerated part of their lives on the Internet. But it is um, something, a spirituality that I do practice. And um, it kind of just grew naturally with me. Um, there's what's called the call that people may experience. And um, it's just something that's grown naturally with me. I was raised Southern Baptist Christian. I've been baptized twice. Um, obviously, it didn't stick. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's just, um, and Brian, we'll get to this when we talk about Haley's question with movies and stuff. It's really, at least what I do, is not that exciting and what people would think it is. Like, I'm not standing over a cauldron, like, boil, boil, double one trouble and all of that <laughs> fun stuff you think of. Like, I don't wear a pointy hat. You can sit in here and eat food. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's very spiritual, and it's something that some people practice with others. I find myself practicing alone. So, do you um, wish it was more like double, double, toy and trouble kind of stuff? Do you wish there I mean, was more flair to it? Who wouldn't? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. 
I, I'm already a little dramatic. Yeah, I wear the all black. Like, I have piercings, tattoos. Like, I have split-dyed hair. So it is, like, a little, like, I would say I present it outwardly. Yeah. But I mean, there's no, I don't keep Eye of Newt in my cabinet, but like sometimes I wish I did. <laughs> yeah, that, I understand that. That would be cool. <laughs> so, like, what is your, you, what is your definition of like witchcraft? So, to me, witchcraft is something that is very, it, it can be any kind of spiritual work and something that, um, Obviously, it's not Christianity. That's still spiritual work, but it's very deeply rooted in nature and using what we have here on the earth to uh, manifest and just pull energy out of the air and really kind of shape your own destiny and your life. Mm. Obviously, I can't control it all. I can't shape shift into a cat. Once again, wish I could. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's more about the energy that is already there in the universe and manipulating it um, in your favor. So kind of like tapping into like a battery kind of thing? Yeah. So the uh, law of attraction is something that I know a lot of witches um, subscribe to. And I have books on that. Um, For instance, like manifestation is a big thing that I work with. And I do that with candles. I do it with herbs. Like my partner and I have a candle business with our physical cash. I, and hey. I like our box. I bay leaves in with that because bay leaves um, represent um, prosperity and money and stuff like that. So it's just things like that. And I mean, I, our business is popping off. So I don't know if it's the bay leaves, but I'm not going to take them out of the box to find out. <laughs> I actually have one of your candles right beside me. They're oh, they really are really cool. They smell <laughs> great. Yeah, Haley was the first person to order candles from us, and she's like, "I want four. And yeah. I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, they're great. They smell really good. Wow, I'm a I love candles. I'm gonna have to get on the train. I, sh- I really should have got you one, Alex. They're like. Um, your zodiac signs oh yeah so it's like my partner and i we have two collections right now so mine are focused on the zodiac and then his um are more focused on coffee so if you're like into coffee things um yeah we've got those it is cool what does a libra smell like the libra is like a red currant smell so it's more i would say it's one of the more like uh traditionally almost like bath and body work soapier mm. scent but um I get it's that a lot. one <laughs> cool yeah i'm on board brian maybe you can buy them for me for my birthday hey i should do that sure. <laughs> well, i saw on- that just- you guys well i saw that you guys were going to be coming out with like um holiday scents and stuff like that too yeah yeah, that, I'm like, excited for that. Six for fall and six for winter. So yeah, I'm super excited because I personally I love pumpkin spice stuff. I don't care how oh, that makes me sound. PSL, PSL. I, I love it, man. I love it. Like Thanksgiving, well, I have to have like a whole pumpkin pie kind of thing. We are doing a pumpkin spice latte scent. So yeah, I'd buy that yeah, too. Super excited for sure. <laughs> um, 
So what about like the history of witchcraft? And I know like, at least from what I understand, there are like different kinds of witchcraft. So like specifically to you, like what is the history of that? So I think with any kind of religion, spirituality, you have to look at it at a very broad um, oh. angle. It's you got to know where you came from to know where you're going, I feel like, personally. Yeah. So witchcraft, obviously, like people think of the Salem witch trials and all of that. And yes, that did happen. Do I believe that all of those people that were persecuted were witches? Mm, probably not really. But um, you think... So witchcraft has also, I think, back in the day, was seen as a way to demonize uh, spiritual women. You think about in the Bible, uh, it's told that women shouldn't speak or be heard in the church. But with witchcraft and stuff like that, it's a very female-heavy, like yeah. kind of like a matriarchal like practice. And um, you think of like medicine women and um, shaman and uh, any kind of herbal healing can be traced back to witchcraft. So, um, and it's, it's not um, reliant on one culture. It's from Europe. It was in Asia. It was in Africa. It's, it's from everywhere. And one thing, um, so in my practice specifically, um, I'm really trying to specialize and focus on a certain sect because there are things like, there's an eclectic witch, which borrows from a lot of different cultures. There's a cosmic witch, which focuses a lot on the moon, the stars, astrology, stuff like that. Kitchen witches works with a lot of herbs, stuff like that. But me specifically, being from Appalachia, um, I'm reading a book right now that's called Backwoods Witchcraft, and it's so good. And it just feels like I'm home. And it was like, yeah. I, could never, I could never find a label that fit me. So I never really felt comfortable calling myself a witch because I couldn't find that specialty. But this book really touches on the um, background of witchcraft in Appalachia and even how people use the Bible and like certain scriptures and stuff. And that can be technically that spell work. Like they might not want to call it that, but that's what it is. And it talks a lot about um, specifically the Cherokee uh, Native American indigenous peoples sharing a lot of their spiritual practices with the uh, like Scots Irish settlers that immigrated to the Appalachian area. So you've got like this weird mix match like just hmm. mingling of cultures that creates this really unique um witchcraft like a lot of people call it granny witchcraft and it's stuff like you think about my grandma always said if you were sick and you have a cold cut a potato in half yep. and put the yeah. half of the potato on the bottom of your feet like that's witchcraft <laughs> stuff yeah. like that and um, it comes from, and this book talks about it, is like people in Appalachia is notorious, always has been a very poor area. And a lot of people are down on their luck and they're looking for something to take back control of that and try to 
turn the tables in their um, favor. So this is something that is really resonating with me. And I'm really loving to get to dig back into those roots because I feel like our generation was always told to get out of Appalachia and don't come back. Like, yeah. get out and make something of yourself. Go to college, become a doctor, nurse, lawyer, whatever. And this is really helping me um, kind of heal that bridge that I thought was burned with my uh, roots. And it's making me appreciate where I come from so much more in this practice. Well, a lot of the stuff that you're talking about kind of reminds me of like druidic kind of stuff from you mentioned kind of like um, Scotch Irish, you know, the druids and stuff like that was very, were very nature oriented. And that's like primarily Appalachia. That's primarily Scotch Irish stuff like that. Yeah. So you think of like when those people immigrated, they brought over the more like drew like the druids, like traditional like paganism, like relating to the Norse mythology, stuff like that. They brought that yeah. to Latin mountains and then they were intermingling with and living alongside um, indigenous peoples. And those practices just got intermingled and there's Appalachia. Yeah. I mean, you think about, so, I mean, we're like, we've talked about it. We're often back home. You think about how you grew up. I mean, this is ingrained it's ingrained in how we grew up. I, I sit back and think you brought up the potato example, but like if you had warts, your grandmother would cut the potato and rub it the wart on it and then bury it in the yard. And then by the time you thought about your wart, the potato would be gone. And you, you know, you say it all the time. What kind of witchcraft is this? So that word is in our dialect and that word is a part of, you know, all these traditions and stuff that we grew up with. And it's just like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, we just kind of took it as, you know, yeah, like wives' tales or whatever, yeah. Yeah, like what the elders knew, and it's yeah. like the elders, they knew. <laughs> yeah, um, like they knew they were onto something. The superstition and stuff that is in Appalachia yeah, is really absolutely. intriguing to that me. That is huge. Um, and it, I think it all relates back to this, and I think it's such an interesting mix of culture, and I don't think there's quite a culture quite like Appalachia anywhere else in the world. Well, something else that you were talking about, um, uh, kind of like a mishmash of things, reminds me of like Santeria, how it's kind of like a mishmash of different types of witchcraft along with, you know, Catholicism and stuff like that. But also when you were talking about how certain things that Christians do being like witchcrafty stuff, the Eucharist taking communion, that was take when before Christianity, the Egyptians were doing that. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure other cultures were doing that same ceremony as well. Yeah. So a lot of people think of witchcraft as something very ceremonial, like, or even like the devil worshipers that, you know, like your mama always said, like, kiss was the devil worshipers, <laughs> nights and Satan. <laughs> Our services, sorry. Um, <laughs> but you think about that, and you think about all of the ritualistic things that are in Christianity, even like baptism yeah. and um, communion. And I'm sure there's other things. Um, like I said, I grew up Southern Baptist, so communion wasn't that 
well practiced and where I would do it like once a year. Yeah, Easter and Christmas. Yeah. I'll bring up the Pentecostals with the snake handling and all of that. I'm like, you're going to tell me that you're going to freak out over witchcraft, but you're literally handling snakes in the church. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, talking in tongues. and. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, So what are some taboos within the witching world? So um, one that is really important to me um, well, there's two things that are important to me. Um, there is in Wicca, which is, I feel like, encompasses, like, a very large amount of practitioners. Um, there's what's called the rule of three. And some subscribe to it, some don't. But I do, personally. And that is whatever energy you put out into the world will come back to you three times. And whether you want to think of that as three times like three separate events or three fold like three times as badly or good depending on what you're doing but um that's a big one um and with people that subscribe to that mindset things like dark magic and hexing are seen as very taboo like you don't do that you don't like why would you mess with that and try to stop someone else from prospering when you can focus on your own journey and furthering yourself like, why are you looking over into somebody else's business? Yeah. Another thing that's really important to me, um, and this is something that I think is coming forward a lot more as we see um, talking about racial tensions and inequalities and stuff like that, is people just taking from cultures that aren't for them. So I'm talking mainly about African uh, root work religions, stuff like that, hoodoo, voodoo, um, Haitian, uh, I don't know the correct term, but there is a Haitian kind of root work. And that has to do with going back to the African um, gods and stuff like that. And that, as a white woman, that's not for me. I don't know that culture, it's not my culture. It's, I haven't gone through the pain and suffering that um, black people have gone through and that helps them relate to that root work. So their, their gods are not for me. I, I don't have a, like an ancestral connection. So recently I feel like all of this is coming from TikTok and I or what the the youths call witch talk. I hate (laughs) it's a bunch of like I understand being that girl that's like 14 and you're like trying to be edgy and all of that stuff, but like you don't this is something you don't mess with. And I don't know how true and accurate this is, but there was something going around a while back that a young woman, a white woman had been messing with um, an African god and with voodoo and everything, and she died. (laughs) And it's like, well, she died because she was messing with spirits that didn't belong. And so it's, it's just knowing your roots and 
trying to stick to that and not take from others because it's not for you. It's not going to serve you correctly. Well, that that sort of reminds me. Have you ever read the book American Gods? Um, I don't think so. You should check that out. It's um, basically it's the sense that everybody that has immigrated to America, they brought their gods with them to America. And they're always active with, you know, people that follow them, that kind of stuff. And the more prayers or offerings a god gets, the more powerful he becomes and the more powerful his followers become, that kind of stuff. But it's it's really you, you sounds you, like you politics. Like yeah. Kind of a bit. Yeah, and so, something about like, that kind of um, like immigration bringing things here, I feel like, and one of, this is something that I'm actually very passionate about as far as it comes to this subject, is when you think of voodoo, there's typically a negative connotation that people have with the word voodoo. And I genuinely, and I'm sure it's, I'm not the only one that's had this thought, but I... Voodoo is not good. It's not bad. It's whatever the practitioner makes it. It is what it is. I think the negative connotation that comes with it is ultimately um, imperialism and people trying to convert slaves um, to Christianity and anything that wasn't Christianity was evil. Yeah. So it's something they didn't understand or want to understand, and we're trying to force people from a completely different culture to assimilate to their culture. And a lot of forcefully. times... Forcefully. Yeah, forcefully. Very forcefully. Yeah, they weren't nice about it. Um, so, so I went to New Orleans in January of 2019, and there's a voodoo museum down there. If you get a chance to go to New Orleans, go to the voodoo museum. It's It's small, but it's really interesting. And I actually learned... Um, something really interesting. So uh, I'm sure most of you, or if not all of you, have heard of Marie Laveau, um, the voodoo queen of New Orleans. Um, of course, she made an appearance in Coven <laughs> for an American horror story. But um, obviously, like she was a big fixture in this museum. And it talked about how Marie Laveau, yeah, she was a voodoo queen, but she also was a devout Catholic. <laughs> And went to mass like every single day. And that was just something like, wow, I didn't know that at all. And you just mm. like those things you never really learn about because it's like, oh, that's evil. That's bad. But once again, it's that kind of mixture of different spiritualities and work happening. And of course, her Catholicism may have come from that forced um, assimilation. But she did. She was very devout in that as well as her work. Uh, with voodoo. I think about, I think about all the movies where you mentioned that most of the time it's shed in a negative light, negative connotation to the, to the words, but think about all the movies where, you know, you've got your, uh, your protagonist that's in trouble. And the only way out of an issue is some deep swamp, you know, lady of the land that can conjure up some kind of healing remedy and then everything's fine. It's just like, okay, when it's in that setting and situation, it's like, that's eh, not a big deal. But when it's the other way around, you kind of, you know, it's negative. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. Uh, my boyfriend and I were just watching um, the scene from The Little Mermaid earlier where Ariel, like, goes to Ursula in her, like, cave or whatever. And um, she basically has her whole song about how she's a sea witch and she's going to trick people. But, like, it's that... It's a common theme when people are desperate, they will go to any means necessary to get what they want. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of movies, what is what are some of the most accurate portrayals of witchcraft and what are some of them with like just outlandish? Okay, so <laughs> at least when I am doing my work. It's not entertaining at all. Nobody's going to want to watch me, like, sit and meditate over some candles. And, like, <laughs> I mean, I might talk out loud if somebody were here, but, like, it's a very, like, internal monologue thing. Like, there's, like, maybe some soothing music in the background, but, like, I'm not, like I said, I'm not cackling over a cauldron. <laughs> um, but I, honestly, like, I think of, like, from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, um, her, her friend Willow, I would say that's still overplayed, but I think it focuses a lot on actual, like, knowledge and history of witchcraft. And uh, you're not, like I said, you're not going to see me be able to shapeshift people into cats and stuff, but it's a lot of, it's a lot of studying and reading and um, made, like, writing stuff down in your grimoire, which is a spell book. Yeah. I don't even write stuff down half the time. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll remember that. We know how that goes. (laughs) But, um, yeah, you think of, like, Sabrina the Teenage Witch and, like, how she just point her finger and things would shapeshift. She could teleport. She she, uh, used a vacuum to fly. I haven't watched the new Sabrina, um, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina that's on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet because I'm just like, I love like the Sabrina, uh, the Sabrina Spellman from like the cheesy 90s. And like, talking I don't. Salem. Yes, yes. Talking Salem. He was super sassy. That's what yeah. my cat named after. I have two black cats named Salem and Sabrina. So, <laughs> um, I would say, like you, you like people think about witch, witches in movie, and like you think of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, or like um, what's her face? I can't even remember her name from Bewitched, where she would twinkle her nose, and that's how she cast spells. Yeah, and I guess that. it's always played up because the real thing, I promise, is not that exciting. Hmm. And some people might disagree with me. Yes, I I can I've manifested things. I manifested a thousand dollars once. So like it's Whoa. it's a, the end point is exciting, but the journey to get there is a very introspective and personal journey for me. Um so like I said, it's different for everyone. But I I still love uh the cheesy Sabrina the Teenage Witch, anything like that, bewitched, um the craft. Uh, anything like that and it's just interesting to see um the way hollywood uh tells the stories well yeah i mean i have black philip behind me from the witch which (laughs) i love i love that movie i love suspiria 
you know, those classic movies like that, but I but know course, that that's probably Hocus. not. That's, I forgot about Hocus Pocus. And the that's the only black one I know. And, um, of course, like, there's that motif of, like, I was talking about this the other day because I'll, I'll give a spoiler to anyone who's watching this and listening to this podcast. One of our candles that we're making for the fall is going to be called Witch's Brew. And, you know, those little, like, plastic babies that, well, you're men, maybe not. But at, like, baby showers and stuff, uh, they put those little plastic babies and stuff. They're, like, usually, like, this big. Um, I, know, see, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> so you can get them at craft stores and stuff. We're actually going to put those in our witch's brew candle because, like, That's of cool. the stereotype that, like, witches eat kids and stuff. <laughs> That's cool. Oh, yeah, there's the little babies. <laughs> <laughs> so the funny thing is I was looking for these on Amazon the other day, and uh, the reviews were hilarious, but... Um, you could buy them in three different colors. You could get light, dark, or Latin. So. <laughs> wow. Nobody else has babies. Those, those are the only three. Those are the only three. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, and that's another, like, uh, like, stereotype is obviously, like, witches have to, like, drink the blood of virgins or, like, innocent children or something to, like, stay young. And I always, it's, it's common joke for me. Um, that I, like I said, I just play into it. I think it's fun. I think it's funny. <laughs> um, is I always like when I was in, in the dating scene, like I have a partner now, but, um, when I was dating, like guys would be like, Oh, like, how are you so beautiful? Just like super corny and shit like that. And I'm like, well, I'm actually 3000 years old. And the way I say <laughs> it is like from the blood of men. So like, <laughs> that's great. Uh, Current boyfriend didn't leave after I said that. So that's funny. Yeah, it's, it's, Sounds it's, like a keeper. Yeah, he he's a good sport. But so yeah, it's just you think of all the stereotypes, and there are a lot of now. I think we're at a time now that we can in, like think they're funny. But at a time, they were very dangerous for people. Yeah. So I'm glad to live in a period of history where, like, I'm not going to be burned at the stake as a witch. Yeah, yeah really. So and it wasn't that long ago that you would have been. Sorry, Alex. But no, you're good. not that long ago in America, we were, you know, burning women at the stake. Yeah. Like, no, it really wasn't that, that long ago. <laughs> in, this, in the, like, terms of the age of the earth no it was not that long ago at all <laughs> and you think of i mean you just think of like even in the 80s and 90s like it was seen as like super taboo and i personally always think of like the church of satan and anton LaVey, Laveau, whatever whatever um and just how like he was such a like a huge fixture in hollywood and he was yeah, like just like all of this that scene is dark and evil and like yeah like he kind of normalized it and so like shout out to um the church of satan for that i guess <laughs> <laughs> um so like you're talking about the 80s you know that was like satanic panic all that kind of stuff 
they were even saying that Dungeons and Dragons, you know, was of the devil. Like everything in the eighties was of the devil. Was of the devil. Yeah, like yeah. the Satanic Panic. There's actually a podcast that I was listening to just recently um, of the same name that talks about a lot of different like aspects of pop culture and like how they were seen as of the devil. Um, if you haven't listened to it, I definitely suggest it. That'd be cool. I mean, it's, it's just, it comes clear into the 2000s. I mean, remember the Harry Potter? Remember all the Harry Potter stuff, man? They used to. Dude. My I, my grandma like she was like Brian you can't watch that it's yeah. it's of the devil it was and I was deal, like have you, I was like have you watched it like watched it um I recently there was someone I was just talking about this with someone the other day oh um I was at a meeting for my candle business and um, I promise I'm not just trying to get like plug this in for free <laughs> no feel free. Um, so uh, we were talking about stuff like that, and one of my friends was like, yeah, my mom told me I couldn't watch Harry Potter or read it because she was concerned that I would learn the spells and make her disappear. Jeez. Well, if you thought... Go ahead. I, I, I can remember uh, when we were in middle school, that was a huge... Like, there were like um, youth group meetings about... like not you know not reading it and they were like it didn't happen in the, in in where in appalachia but i can remember like burning book parties where people would physically purchase the the book which is all jk rowan cares about and then they would burn it which made no sense whatsoever i don't understand what was accomplished there but that was a huge i mean that swept the country yeah, like it was. I mean, Harry Potter, I believe to this day, is like on banned books list and like schools <laughs> and stuff. So, jeez. <laughs> what? Um, so, I went to college, I'm fairly certain, with someone who identified as Wiccan. So, what, if any, are the differences in, in witchcraft and Wiccan, Wiccanry, I guess. I don't know how to. So Wicca, I, I mean, it's just a sect of witchcraft. Witchcraft. Think of witchcraft as like the umbrella term for okay. like different spiritualities. So like Wicca, paganism, like voodoo, hoodoo, um, all of those things are are very specific to that culture, but they all fall under the branch of witchcraft. Okay. Mm. Um, so when I first messaged you to come on here, I messaged you and was talking about what I had seen you were talking about, you know, the baby witches on TikTok and or witch talk and stuff. Um, they had tried to hex the moon. Yes. Can yes. You, can you explain all of that situation? <laughs> Yeah, so um, I believe it was for young ladies um, on Witch Talk, like I said, the bane of my existence. Um, so let me, before I talk about this, I just want to talk about <laughs> this situation that, um, so my boyfriend and I, we love to watch shitty TikToks. Like, that's one of our things. Like, we go to bed at night, we watch horrible TikToks. And there was this one person that said, Someone had egged her car, so 
she hexed them and was talking about how hopefully they would get cancer and die because they egged her car. <laughs> and she had this like amber bottle so you couldn't really see what was in it, but there was a liquid and like a semi-solid and she's like shaking it up and she's like, you can't, you're not going to know what's in here. So like you can't undo it or whatever. And I, I just so nonchalantly looked at Tommy and was like, Oh yeah, it's probably graveyard dirt and piss that she's caught in this jar. And, <laughs> and Tommy's like, yes, of course, just the essentials. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just grab that out of my bag. <laughs> It's like just seeing like all of these things on there. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> but um, so like, I feel like that kind of just establishes the kind of like unhinged aspect of these young ladies. And like I said, I get it. I was 14 once too. Like <laughs> uh, being a teenage girl, like you just have so much rage inside that you would just want to get it out somehow. So like, I get it. I totally get it. And so, like I said, these uh, young witches uh, decided that they were going to try to hex the moon. And when it, when it comes to any kind of practice such as this, like, the moon, you kind of need it. <laughs> like, yeah, it seems like an essential component. Yeah, like, a lot of the rituals, spell work and stuff, like, you wait until there's a full moon or a new moon, depending on what you want to do. Uh, and so it's, like, and you do that, and you charge your crystals under the moon. You charge, like, you make moon water. Like, all of these things, it all goes back to the moon. And when I'm researching this and looking, like, why did they do this or try attempt to do this? I don't think they did anything to the moon. But it is funny because, Brian, you're not the only one that has, like, privately messaged me about that. Like, someone sent me this <laughs> big thread talking about it. And he was legitimately like, so, hey, I read this entire thing, but, like, uh, is anything going to happen to, like, the rest of us? Yeah. So um, the answer is no, because, quite frankly, I don't think they did anything to the moon. Um because they're getting too big for their bridges. <laughs> so and sort of like, well, sort of like in the vein of this, um, do you think with the invention of like social media and TikTok and stuff like that, that these people are getting in way over their heads and like messing with dangerous that stuff? I mean, stuff that could have real, you know, harm. Yes. I, I absolutely think so because like like I said I subscribe personally to the rule of three um, yeah. if you want to think about um, what happened with the moon I don't personally uh, follow any deities of like some people do um, I don't I think of it in a more literal sense of like the earth and the nature and all of that fun stuff um, but some people do worship certain deities and um, for example, in Greek mythology, it's one that's commonly talked about, um, is Artemis. She's one of the virgin goddesses. She's the goddess of the hunt. Um, but she's also the goddess of the moon and one of the midwife, or like one of the goddesses of midwifery and childbirth and like protector of girls and stuff like that. Um, 
but her twin brother in mythology is Apollo, which is the god of the sun and um, also like health and medicine and stuff like that. So there's like people talking about this theory, like, oh, like they've pissed off Artemis and like they've also pissed off Apollo because like that's his twin sister. And like you've pissed off the god of medicine and health during a global pandemic. <laughs> so um, some people are like really focused on that. And if we are going to go by that, um, I would not be surprised should we see that these young ladies suffer from like generational like blood curses that are like they run deep. So like not even being able to have children one day because like their fertility has just been stripped by these gods. Um, so I, I mean, I think it's a very possible that the universe could pay back in this manner. Um, like I said earlier, one a young lady that messed with some African root work gods, um, she passed away. Um, it's you, you, you see it, and um, you know maybe the media, as we were talking about these movies and TV shows and stuff, maybe it's partly responsible. I mean, I think everybody should be responsible for their own personhood. Like you, you can make this decision yourself. But they make it look so enticing. Yeah, so enticing and that like oh, unreal. Yeah. So you see, like a point of a finger, and somebody is just turned into like a pile of lizards or something. <laughs> like like I cannot point at one of you and turn you into a pile of lizards. I can't. But they start thinking, okay, like, yeah, I can't turn someone into a pile of lizards, and so, like, maybe I'm going to go through and do this. I'm going to hex the moon. But the, the energy is real. Like, there is energy that is very real, and you can pull it right out of the air and do whatever you want with it. You just have to be careful. And a lot of them are being very reckless. And it's dangerous. Um, even like with herbal medicine and stuff like that, if you don't know what you're doing with these herbs, you could poison yourself. Like, yeah, <laughs> just like something as simple as that, like poisoning yourself because you don't know what you're doing. And I think my practice is 90, probably even 95% studying and reading, and the other 5% is actually doing. But you cannot do until you understand. And it's, I mean, it's scary to me that like people just so recklessly and brazenly go through and do these things. And like I said, maybe it's because um, it seems so fantastical and extraordinary that you think it's all fun and games. And yeah, it can be fun and games, but you have to be responsible. And a lot of people aren't being responsible. Think before well, you witch children. <laughs> well, especially with like the internet. I mean, information is so easily accessible. Yeah. And like, you you know, Hollywood is making it, you know, seem a certain way. So, And like, how like, how stupid were you? Like, I know I was an idiot when I was 11, 12, 13, 14 years old. Like, I can't imagine being that age now. I mean, I really can't. I would be, it would, I'll be a totally different person. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think back to like when I was like 12, that was still when MySpace was a thing. And like, 
oh my god i'm so glad shit like tiktok was not a thing when i was that yeah. age yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, i mean seriously so like our generation kind of got we got lucky in the sense that we were exposed to it early but um and we kind of learned how to you know maneuver but we're not it doesn't our internet profile you know of ourselves. if we had a if we had a internet profile if we pulled it up it would not all be negative like we were on the cusp on the very front end of that to where you know we got in know what's going on it's not a negative i mean you got eight nine ten year olds with tiktoks and facebook and it's like this is this can only go south very fast yeah i mean you think about our generation i feel like Millennials, we had guidance when it comes to computer literacy and stuff like that. Like, I specifically remember being in elementary school and learning how to do a scholarly search on the internet to find information that, like, wasn't from Wikipedia. And you had, like, parents and stuff saying, like, don't believe everything you see on the internet now, kids. Like, don't talk to strangers. And, you know, like, now they share stupid shit from, like, baldeagle69.com about how, like, it almost feels like, from a millennial standpoint, you've got the boomers sharing this ridiculous shit on Facebook. Yeah. You've got the Zoomers on TikTok just ruining their lives basically and yeah. it's it's frustrating to watch um on so basically sides. what you're saying is we're the best generation yeah. there is i would have to agree <laughs> yeah we got we got super i mean we got really lucky there we got in but we got into facebook before you know before our grandparents did and kind of got <laughs> out before they took it over i guess but um yeah i mean i mean think about I mean, not only kids, but like, we'll just use the president, for example. Like, in three, four elections, nobody will be able to run for president. Like, there's going to be enough dirt or, or anything out there on any social media, anything, that, I mean, they're going to, nobody's going to want to do. I mean, the most qualified person is going to be like, nah, I don't, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I mean, that's just where we are. Yeah, you think of like, oh, like, the presidential campaign cycle, like, this person, like, it pulls up, like, videos of them dancing like a dumbass on yeah. TikTok. I feel like such an old person, like, right now, talking, like, those damn kids on the internet. <laughs> but, like, they, they don't know what they're doing. I don't, yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, honestly, though, man, Alex, I kind of feel like since, and he just does not care, I think that more people will run and it will get worse. I really do. Because if Donald Trump can be president and tweet and retweet some of the stuff he does, like, people are just not going to care. Well, he he's like the first, he's the first one he to really totally cha- totally change yeah. the game. He's the first one to like lean on Twitter, you know, for 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 all of its glory and for all of its faults. The yeah. entire globe has a direct line with the most powerful man in the world every single day. I mean, that's how you have to look at it. It's not I mean, yeah, does he say some crazy stuff? Absolutely. Does you know, but but that intimate, you know, here we go. What's he thinking at two thirty AM? 
you're getting it right there, and that's never been done before. You are getting the president of the United States, known as the leader of the free world, shit posting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's all he's doing. He's just he's just trolling. He's he's sitting in the White House in the Oval Office, drinking like a twelve pack of Diet Coke a day, watching like six to eight hours of Fox News. And he's just he's just like. Bruh, 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 bruh. <laughs> And all that. And he's always so. Well, Donald Trump says that he does not work out because you have a finite amount of energy throughout your whole life. And if you if you use it, you lose it. Well, I mean, he's not. I mean, technically, he's not wrong. I mean, we have a finite amount of air that our lungs will breathe, we have a finite amount of words we'll ever speak. But yeah. Yeah. I, what do you, what happens to the? I thought about this. Like they all have their own president. They have their presidential Twitter accounts and they have their personal Twitter accounts. Like after four or eight years, what happens to a presidential Twitter account? Is it the get, is it re, re, retired to the CIA archives or what? I mean, what? I think they get to keep it. It's totally different before this president because, like, you think about like there was the official like. Barack Obama, like President Barack Obama account, and it's like President or like tweets from Obama, Obama yeah. signed over the years. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Donald Trump was already a like public figure. He's already got his verified Twitter with like yeah. thousands of followers. He's not giving that shit up. He's just going to keep shit posting from his account. <laughs> hey, I really think that he's going to start his own media company. I really, truly do. And he's good, and he's just going to promote it on his own Twitter. It'll be like Trump Media, Trump News, something like that. TNN. It'll be like the new. It'll be the new Breitbart. I mean, if they'll get Steve Bannon to come back, like that's what it'll be. Bald Bald Eagle sixty nine dot com. Yeah, Bald Eagle sixty nine dot or Bald Eagle sixty nine dot freedom or something like that. It's Kavifi. Kavifi, yeah. That was my favorite. That was absolutely my personal favorite. Because, like I said, that, that feeds back into that whole intimate line of, that's an honest, I mean, everybody admit, everybody typos. But you, like, get to, that just feeds that narrative, like, here's how intimate this is. He typoed, and it's there. You just get to see it. Kavifi. Um, my favorite thing ever was uh, absolutely... I lost it when he's I, talking. When he was talking about Kim Jong Un, <laughs> he was. This man was firing <laughs> nuclear missiles, and he's like Little Rocket Man. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! And he's like, I tried to be nice to him. Maybe one day we can be friends. <laughs> what the hell are you he's talking? Like, about? He, he was. He said something like. Some people may say he's fat, but I would never say that. <laughs> Which is the same thing. As, yeah. Yeah. And Jeez. oh man, he's for. I mean, seriously, he has told. I really think that he has totally changed the presidential landscape. Absolutely. I mean, it's opened it up to probably better people for the job, but also worse people. Because now anybody can be president. The first memory that I have of Donald Trump was him tackling and shaving Vince McMahon's head when the WWE was still the WWF. 
I'll never forget it. It was the most in, outlandish, insane thing I've ever seen. And that man is now the president. The president of the United States. I do really love that there's still like clips of that that go around like when people are talking about Donald Trump. <laughs> I remember when he first like got in and he was his whole fake news bit. They like superimposed CNN and all these other news things over um, all like Vince McMahon's face, and it was just him punching him. In the ring. Yeah, that's great. Just goes to show that even. The most like topics like witchcraft can devolve to Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's scary, right? <laughs> it's scary. Um, so, who are some like good actors in witchcraft, and who are some bad actors in witchcraft? Um, if you want to go there. When you say actors, do you mean like just people that practice? You tell me. I mean, you would know more about the subject than me, you know? <laughs> of course, like when you say actors, I'm thinking of like George Clark. practitioners, you know, people in the. Yeah, you know, so in the I mean, I mean, I think everyone's favorite witch is obviously going to be Stevie Nicks. <laughs> Everyone yeah. loves Fleetwood Mac. Everybody loves Stevie Nicks. If you say you don't, you're lying or you have no taste. So, mm -hmm. like, <laughs> yeah. 100%. Which one's worse? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think of, like, acceptable or, like, common witches such as, like, Stevie Nicks and um, how, like, nobody cares that she's a witch, like, because she's just so talented. Like, I really like her music. And, like, I think that she's just very in tune with her craft. Obviously, I don't know what she does behind closed doors, but like her craft and like art and music and everything that it just, it's intoxicating. And of course, like another one, um, another thing I've seen is talking about Lana Del Rey being like a glamour witch. And so like, that's another type of witch. Um, so glamour, which is, it's like kind of like, <sighs> going through rituals even so much as like just putting makeup on or dressing a certain way to give an illusion mm. like and so for example like everyone thinks of Lana Del Rey as like that ethereal being will most people um think of or some I guess I won't majority put everybody in the majority but um think she's thought of and seen as like this ethereal like uh, untouchable like kind of goddess like energy and then like I had never really seen like an interview or anything with her like I enjoy her music but like as the years go on I tap out less and less of like celebrity culture because quite frankly I feel like the Kardashians have just like ruined it I don't want anything to do with celebrities but um thinking of Lana Del Rey back to like she's on the red carpet and it was when she was wearing this dress that she got at Dillard's and she's talking about it. And she was so awkward to watch. Like even just hearing her talk, she had kind of like this, of course we sing with a different part of our brain than we speak. So most people's singing voice sounds different from their speaking voice, but it was just so awkward. And she seemed like this, like almost like awkward middle schooler or something. And I was like, what the hell? 
And it was like, yeah, that just confirms to me, like, she is a glamour witch. And she, like, puts on this, like, smoke and mirrors type thing that, like, puts on this, like, untouchable goddessy type look. And she is nothing like that. Like, it's all an illusion. Like, it's magic. It's witchcraft. What is that witchcraft? Yeah, so, she's got, like, an etherealness to her. Yeah. And it might be her little whispery music, like... Uh, and just the way like she carries herself and everything but yeah you, like you think of Lana Del Rey and you think of just I, I like I said I think ethereal is the best word to describe her and like and then like I said seeing that interview I was like what the hell like <laughs> who are and, you uh yeah it's like who is this person because it's not Lana Del Rey and then so you think of like I bad practitioners going back to like the fucking kids who think they can hex the moon and the girl that I quite frankly think she had graveyard dirt piss and shit in a bottle <laughs> and like people like that give it a bad name and keep feeding into that stereotype well there's the, it's becoming more and more commonplace but it's still things like that that feeds into that like negative energy and stuff like that so i think just like in anything there's the good the bad and the ugly and um you can't you have to take all of them with a grain of salt it's great it's 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 just why i mean you you brought up appalachia so i've been thinking this whole time about just how we grew up and all the stuff that i don't have answers for so you brought up the full moon like everybody knows, everybody knows back home. Full moon is just like no holds bar. It's just like it's, it's just like it's, oh, it's just full moon, and we don't yeah. we never told we're never told we're never told. Well, hey, that's what that's why this is. It's just like oh, it's full moon. I mean, I, I I'm a hunter, you know, conservationist. So it's like, what's the weather? It's a full moon. Oh, the deer are going to be running. You know, outrageous. And it's just nobody questions it. It's like okay. Or, you know, I tell this story all the time. When my young, when my one of my nephews was born, we went to the hospital. I walked past the nursery. There, there must have been sixty-five babies, and I mean, they were two to a, a, a slot. And I was like, "What happened?" And the nurse said it was a full moon. I'm like, oh, "Okay." And in my mind, I'm just like, "Okay, that makes sense." And I have no idea what you know why that makes sense to me, but it's just like back to the roots, back to how we grew up, like full moon man there's just some there's just some magic in the full moon there's some energy there yeah so a lot of the times the full moon is seen as a time to let go of things um so yeah like i no surprise that a like a bunch of babies were born like it's time to let go (laughs) and um yeah i think of my grandmother um very, very devout, like, God-fearing woman, but still subscribes to these ideologies of, like, oh, there's a full moon, like, people are going to be crazy tonight. Mm-hmm. She worked as, she was a CNA for very, a very long time and worked in, like, a nursing home. And she talked about she would dread the full moon every month because of the way the yeah. people in the nursing home would act. Yeah. You talk to any nurse, they'll tell you the same. They tell, they all tell you that. Like, night shift on a full moon is like, no thanks. But it's just, I mean, 
I, I didn't even put it together until you brought it up. But I mean, that's how we were brought up. That's that's just how you know these superstitions, this these this witchcraft. I mean, they don't they don't may may not explicitly call it witchcraft, but there are definite set superstitions that you know each family holds and upholds, and you're just like, well, this is how we do things. When you know from the outside view, it looks like witchcraft. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I like something my grandmother, my my family is very superstitious. Like even to this day, there's things that I cannot physically bring myself to do because it was just so like that's bad. You will have bad things come to you if you do this. And one of them there it's two very simple things. One of them is you do not under any circumstances walk through the house with only one shoe on. You finish putting your shoe before you walk around and another one is you don't open an umbrella indoors yeah that's a big one and yeah we at my job my we ordered some umbrellas um to for like swag and stuff to like give away and my boss was super excited about them because they had like our logo and everything like that on them and she just like opens that bitch up right in the office and I'm like you know you know what that was before we closed because of covid so i think i'm going to blame (laughs) because like like it's just like everything in my body like tensed up and cringed i was like please stop opening these umbrellas because she did it multiple times to show people and i'm like can't we just show them a picture like (laughs) they know what our logo looks like say you don't need to keep opening this umbrella in here because like it's something bad's going to happen and another thing, um, uh, this one, I've not seen this one as much, but like my grandmother swears by it. And it's if you, if a bird flies in the house or is trying to get into the house, somebody is going to die. Yeah. And always, always about, have heard that. Yeah. She talks about like um, a bird flew in and landed on like, it was probably my great grandfather's chair or something, and he like died like within a week or something. Um, if it Jeez. and it's, I remember once I so I went to UK and I was going to be coming home for Thanksgiving, and my mom called me, um, and she's like freaking out, and she's like, I'm just really worried about you coming home today because for like the past week there's been like this giant like black crow like pecking on your bedroom window like trying to get in. And obviously, due to that superstition, she's, like, hysterical, like, inconsolable. And I was like, Mom, like, do you want me to wait until tomorrow to come home? And she's like, yes. <laughs> so it's incredible to me how these things are so ingrained in our culture. And, like like you said, we don't even question it. Like, yeah, yeah. like, if, if a bird's trying to get in the house, somebody's going to die. Like, point blank, what, period. <laughs> what's, your favorite, what's your favorite mountain superstition, Brian? I'm trying to rack my brain, and I'm 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 favorite mountain superstition, like, like old school mountain, just good, you know. Uh, Man, I don't know. That's tough. Well, I I mean, like some of the stuff that the other Alex was saying about you know the potato, like just the fact that there are super like sim- not really simple, but like simple in the act of doing them and you don't really question it like you know cutting a potato and burying yeah. it 
Like just that there are really weird home, not really weird, but just different home remedies that you can do for ailments or like whatever you have going on. I always thought that was kind of cool. I remember um, when I was my senior year in college, like it was towards finals week. Uh, my roommate, she was sick as a dog and like coughing constantly. She's like, I can't sleep at night because I'm coughing. And I was just like, well, yeah, like, Put some Vicks vapor rub on the bottom of your feet and put your socks on and go to bed. Duh. <laughs> and she's like, that's not real. And I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, we've heard that forever. So, like, shut your mouth. My mamma would not lie about something. <laughs> and no, that's uh, so, so finally, I she, like, kept coughing. I'm like, Krista, you've got to put this Vicks vapor, vapor rub on the bottom of your feet and put your socks on before you go to bed. And she's like, you know what? fine, I'll do it and I'll prove to you that I'm still going to cough tonight. Next morning, I get up and I'm like, so how'd you sleep last night? Because I didn't hear her cough once. And she begrudgingly was like, I didn't cough once last night. <laughs> and I'm mad. And I'm like, I, I forgot about that one. We'll have to, um, we're going to have to tee that up on Twitter because I know there's some, I know yeah. there's some haters out there. Man, and I, I wish just, we're put on the spot and we can't think of it. I wish my Granny Sparks was still around. Oh yeah, she would. She would have some stuff for us. <laughs> oh, and another one. Like the, if the cows are laying down, it's going to rain. That's yeah. That that's true. That, yeah, is, that is true. That's the yeah. it's the Cause, barometric cause, pressure. Because they want they want a dry place to graze once the rain has stopped. I've always heard that. Yeah. If a cow, I told me, I told my wife the other day we were driving, the cows were laying down. She's like, "Look at that! I said it's getting ready to rain." She's like, what? Yeah, she, yeah, she probably you were crazy, but like, no. And I bet it started raining like 20 yeah, minutes later. No. Yeah, I mean, that's just, I mean, I've always heard that. I'm trying to think of, uh, uh, of course, putting it on the spot. I can't think of anything. You know, the, the old one with the pocket uh, knife, right? If somebody, if somebody says, somebody says, hey, you got a knife, and you, and you, you know, you open the knife and hand it to them, and they do what they have to do, and then they close it, it's like, <gasps> Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> That's like the golden rule. Yeah, another thing I always heard was do not ever set your pocketbook or your purse on the ground because then, like, you're not going to have any money. Mm -hmm. so. I never heard that. <laughs> you don't probably carry a pocketbook. That's probably why I've never heard it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You got any, Nick? I'm blanking out. No, I was trying to search online too. <laughs> and that's the beauty of it is you'll never find it online because it's you know, it's just like it's you like have to have oral tradition. Yeah, you have stuff. to have come up like we did, you know. Up in a holler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean there's all kinds and I'm not gonna do them in injustice, but there's all kinds about, you know, like a garden, Brian. Like you you, you do you you plant this here, you do this at this time because you know xyz and you do this and yeah. da, da, da. My, uncle, my uncle gary always i was in the barbershop one time and it was um it was like i forget when it was it, it like rained in december it rained in like early december a thunderstorm in december he said it's he said it's gonna snow whatever day it was december 15th he said it's gonna snow february 15th and it <laughs> it, it happened it, it happened like he yeah i don't know if that's a wise tale but he'd just been around long enough to know like 
okay, whatever happens on this day is going to happen, you know. And then there's the age-old, like, if it's a foggy August morning, that's how many snow days you're going to have that year. I mean, we're, you know, I'm heating up, but, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to <laughs> tee that up on Twitter and see what we get. For example, another thing my grandmother always said was, um, if spring comes in like a lion, it's going to go out like a lamb. So if it's, like, snowing and everything like that at the beginning of spring – it's just very turbulent and everything like that, then it's going to be a very um, nice transition into summer. And um, so if it comes in very easily, it'll go out very intense. Um, and I, I do think that's like super interesting to think about like the way our ancestors and our grandparents and everything. Um, I mean, agriculture is a big part of Appalachian culture yeah. and livelihood. Um so you think about all of these things, like I know people that like the farmer's almanac is like a second Bible to them. Yeah. Like it's, it's in the, the farmer's almanac. Yeah. Like it is. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw a good one there. If your ears are hot, somebody's talking about you. Remember that yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. If your right hand itches, uh, you see it's, it's the right hand that itches. You're going to shake somebody's hand, but if it's your left hand, you're going to get money. Hmm. Oh, I've actually heard that one. I've never heard heard that. that. Yeah. Wow. A chin dimple is a sign of bad character. Dimples on the chin are said to be made by the devil's shoe. Yeah, so it's really funny um, that things that were like of the devil, uh, (laughs) left-handed was a sign of being of the devil. Yep. Um, In like medieval times, that was like you are possessed. Yeah, yeah. So I'm left-handed, and I'm supposed to be left-handed, but my mom like switched my hand all the time as a baby. Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) so my mom was like, seriously. Yeah, like people would do that, and you know, like it can cause like I've read that that could cause like brain damage. I doubt your brain damaged, Brian, but like probably explains it. But, yeah, when I was learning how to read and write and stuff, uh, my grandfather dropped out of school in the eighth grade, like, your stereotypical, like, Appalachian grandpa. Um, He was watching me write one day, and he told my mom, he was like, you need to stop her. He was like, don't let her write with her left hand. And my mom was like, why? And he was like, I don't like how it looks. (laughs) So it's like. And you think about, like, why don't you like how it looks? Like, what what difference does it make? And it kind of, like, goes back to that old, like, superstition of, like, if somebody's left-handed, they're evil. <laughs> oh, yes, if you get a shiver down, somebody stepped over your grave. I've never seen that either. Yeah. I, oh. <laughs> what? Only North Carolina, Tennessee, and Virginia. Kentucky's not, uh... Et cetera. Yeah, I've oh, yeah, it, it's... If, you, if you get a cold chill or, like, a shiver down your spine, just out of nowhere, and my grandma would always be like, well, I guess somebody just walked over my grave. Whoa. That's pretty cool. Rabbit's Foot's good luck. We've always... I've seen that. I've always seen yeah. that one. Always seen Rabbit's Foot's good luck. Rub an apple on a newborn's tongue and they'll have a sweet singing voice. Huh. I've not got one. I haven't either. 
I feel like that's a food allergy waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, read the first one. Never cut a baby's nails before they're a year old. Bite them off. If you cut them off, the baby will grow up to steal. What? <laughs> that is out there. No, that's crazy. I think two down from that. Where did this come from? A little bit, Nick. About the why is just those things we just like accept. I I don't accept that one, but like to cure an illness, ride a donkey (laughs) backwards and feed it some of your hair taken from the crown of your head. Oh yeah, you don't you don't (laughs) do that. That's how we cure COVID. Yeah, yeah, that's it. The answer was there all along. Crown your head. So, um, really quick, speaking about COVID, in the witching, have you got, like, is there, like, a, I don't really know if the hell, like, the proper, like, a conference and, like, something like that for you guys to kind of work out, you know, things that you have done that, you know, is it effective treatment or effective, like, anything like that? Um... There might be a council of witches, but I'm never invited. <laughs> Bummer. Uh, I know. Like, I guess my invitation just gets lost in the mail. It's um, weird how that stuff happens all the time. Or, like, you think about in, like, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, how their mail from the other realm would come out through the toaster. I yeah. guess I'm a faulty toaster. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I, like, I don't know. It's one of those things that um, I don't want me or my partner or anyone I know to get COVID to test yeah. it. <laughs> um, I personally will leave that one to the doctors because yeah. that okay. just, well, see, that's, yeah. that's juju I don't want to mess with. Oh, one other thing uh, Uh, I want to talk about is, uh, like, the stereotype of witches and broomsticks. This one's really fun to me. I told my partner about this earlier because I was super excited to talk about it tonight because I doubt, if you don't know it, you would not think that this is where it comes from. So... Back in the good old days, um, with witchcraft and stuff, a lot of practitioners, a lot of witches would make, like, salves and, uh, like, bombs, stuff like that, out of uh, plants and stuff that were known to cause hallucinations and, like, psychedelics and, like, stuff like that. Um, Of course, like, they didn't know what we know about plants and stuff today of, like, it's not magic necessarily it's just like it's a hallucination (laughs) which I mean I guess some people think it's magic but um so they would make this salve and I don't know like I know when I was coming into college there was like talk of this all the time of people like butt chugging like beers and shit (laughs) it was like the mucous membranes in like your anus and like the vaginal area um, it's going, it's not going to go through like your liver and be like, um, watered down, so to speak. Like your yeah. body's not going to like do all of that to like get things out. But, um, through these membranes, 
it goes straight into the bloodstream. So uh, they would put this salve on broomsticks, hmm. and then they would put the broomstick between their legs to get this salve like in their genital area. So this would hit like quickly. Um, that's and, really pretty interesting. <laughs> so that's where you see like people talked about seeing witches like on these broomsticks and like naked and stuff because like, yeah, like they're hallucinating. <laughs> so that um, it's just one of those things that I, like when I learned about this, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like it makes sense. It makes sense of why they would do it. But like, it, it's just like one of those things that stuck like cartoon, any, like almost any icon you see of a witch, it's the pointy hat and the broomstick. And knowing that broomstick comes from uh, essentially butt-chugging uh, hallucinogenic drugs <laughs> to, like, do magic is, like, insane to me. <laughs> well, that, um, like, that symbolism reminds me of, like, Santa Claus and the Amanita. Like, the whole origination of Christmas was because people were tripping out on mushrooms and caribou which are reindeer love these mushrooms and at a certain point of the year like around christmas time people like the i guess they were pagans would eat these mushrooms and these caribou and after a while um like the shaman would come down their chimneys and bring them amanita muscaria mushrooms and nick pull up one of those mushrooms because they look like christmas they're red and white and like early symbols of christmas in america even it was it was mushrooms it wasn't christmas trees and they would take these pine trees and put these mushrooms all over the trees like decorate them and it looked like you know um uh, what do you like the stuff that you put on christmas trees like these are this like see right there the last couple the last third picture on up is a christmas it's Christmas, and it's everybody's on mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, like seeing that, it's one of those things that like you don't think about that, like the icon, like the imagery of it. But like you pulling this up, it's like yeah, I've seen this in like Christmas stuff before. <laughs> yeah, and this is a very hallucinogenic, like extremely hallucinogenic. Wow. So, um, what is your experience with, like, Christians? Like, are they very antagonistic towards you, like, specifically, or anybody that you know that practices witchcraft? So, I am not as open with what I practice. Um, this is the most public I've ever been about it. Um, and like actually speaking about it and just because like being raised Christian, like my family doesn't know. Um, I have like, my grandmother got me this sign that says pray big, worry small. And it's one of those things I keep up in my living room next to my palmistry hand is like one, a little joke to me, but two, if my family comes to visit then like, Oh yeah, she just likes Halloween decorations. <laughs> but like, <they're laughs> and, um, which it is funny. So talking about that sign 
one like one of the first uh, times my partner and I hung out, we started talking about that, and I talked about how it was my little joke, and he was like, "Oh, thank God you brought it up because I had no idea what you believe in." <laughs> so it's like I don't actively talk about it, uh, but. I think it's one of those things my family probably has an inkling of and they just don't talk about it, which is like one of those common like Appalachian things. Like if somebody in your family does something you're ashamed of, you just don't talk about it. And then like it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Just brush it, brush it under the rug. Um, but yeah, I personally have not experienced any um, persecution. I'll use a dramatic word. Um I, I mean, I'm sure that people think I'm weird and judge me secretly, but, like, nobody's had the gonads to, like, say it to my face. Really. <laughs> well, that's, I guess that's kind of good and bad, right? <laughs> I think I would rather it just be brushed under the rug with the family. <laughs> I'll, I'll be the black sheep of the family as long as we don't talk about it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, so why don't you tell everybody where they can find you, plug your candle Channels. company too. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So if you want to find me on Instagram or Twitter, it is at Wicked Witch of Kentucky, K Y for the abbreviation for Kentucky. So it is very grand. I like to think that I dress like the Wicked Witch of the West, but um, <laughs> Linda the Good Witch. Um, but yeah, so those are my Twitter and Instagram. And honestly, like, you can find us on Facebook for the candles at With Love Candle Co. LLC. We are officially a government entity now. Woohoo! Yeah, so here Taxes. is. Yeah, so. <laughs> It's really funny. My uh, partner and I were talking about this. We met with a CPA this week to kind of get that all squared away. And um, I fear the IRS, probably. That's the only thing <laughs> I fear as much as I fear my mother. And hey, Scientology beat him. So can you. And uh, my partner's like, I'm not afraid of that or whatever. And I was like, Tommy, you got to understand tax fraud's like the only thing that white people like do hard time for. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... <laughs> Al Capone, that's what got Al Capone. Yes, this man like is out here murking people in the streets and he gets <laughs> for tax fraud. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, um, our Instagram for that is with love dot candle co um and there we're getting ready to launch the website in august um and with that we're going to be posting both on facebook and instagram how you can participate and get like a discount code for our launch so we're really excited cool. about so my dump him candle i'm very excited about it's a white sage and lavender scent topped with mugwort which Mugwort is an herb that helps get rid of bad energy. So if you just need to purge yourself from that toxic boyfriend or girlfriend or non-binary partner, just like that and let it do its magic. That's really cool. Thanks for coming on here, Alex. Yeah, good deal. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Thank you.
Yeah, I like I said, this is something that I could talk about forever. I hope that uh, people learn some things, and I don't know it all. Um, so my friend, a friend of mine, she is, has been a friend of mine for like 10 years. She actually has a podcast, uh, if you guys want to listen to it, that talks about so more cool. about, she talks about the overarching thing. It's called Witchful Thinking. Um, and she really just kind of goes over what it's like to be the modern witch and the 21st century and kind of all of those different things. So, um, yeah, she, she knows a whole lot more than I will ever know. I feel like, cause like I said, I and overall, I just feel like I'm never going to know even a fraction of what is out there. And that, I think, it just, like I said, 90% of it is reading, or even 95% yeah. is reading and studying and learning. And the other 10% can be the fun of manifesting money, your favorite car, whatever. But, um, yeah, it's just, I just, if anyone takes anything away from anything that I've rambled on about for almost an hour and a half, I hope it that they will take a step back and just read and respect the ancestors from all forms of witchcraft and really take the time to learn it before they just start dicking around with it. TikTok. Pretty solid advice for just about anything. Yeah, yeah. that's life. Yeah, that's very true. 